0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, Tucker Carlson has made cryptic comments about the state of American discourse in a short video posted to his Twitter feed following his abrupt dismissal from Fox News. Uh, we'll now hear from the once uh, TV anchor on his first address to the public since his departure.
1: Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon.
0: What an extraordinary tweet from tucker carlson i mean he's talking about telling the truth he's already been shown to be a proven liar saying one thing behind the scenes and then another to his audience on fox well to talk about this and all the other events stateside i'm joined now by wshu public radio managing editor terry sharon terry good morning and good morning to you pat he's obviously missing his audience
2: He's missing a lot of things from that video, but yeah, it was pretty astounding. Pretty, it was sudden. There was no warning that he was going to do it. Most people thought that he was under some sort of nondisclosure. Although he didn't mention Fox by name, and he didn't mention his particular circumstances, except by saying, "When you have a few days off."
0: Yeah, which is <laughs> a nice euphemism for I've been fired. Um, there is uh, speculation that he has political ambitions. Now, he wouldn't do want to do his campaigning on radio because he's got a really irritating voice. Perhaps it's his handsome good looks that allow him to prosper on Fox.
2: His preppy good looks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, two things you could look at that is he is... In the past, you know, specifically after the 2020 election, floated some ideas that, yes, he would run for president in 2024. The other thing, if you listen to, he talks about a place where people can talk and where conversation, you know, would be real. Is he thinking of launching another media outlet or, you know, something like Glenn Beck did when he started the blaze uh, about 10 years ago after he got fired. Who knows? But yes, the, the, the people are saying this is the, his first campaign ad of the 2024 election.
0: Um, he might well become a bit irrelevant. Um, I mean, when you look at other hosts who have departed Fox under a, a cloud, uh, they continue, but not with the same kind of platform at
2: all. No, absolutely. They don't have the same platform. They don't have the same reach. They don't have the same power. Now, perhaps you could look at the video last night as Carlson trying to get ahead of that. It's only been, what, two days, uh, now three days since he was fired, just staying in the conversation, being out there instead of going away quietly. Now, again, anything we say, we're just speculating what he's doing, but I think the the message of the video was that he's not going away, you know, look mm-hmm. for some news coming up soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's such a hypocrite because talking about the truth and so on, when he's been caught out uh, to be utterly lying to his audience, uh, I just find it bizarre. But, you know, his audience probably don't analyze. They just take him at face value.
2: Well, yeah, I think they, they take him at face value. They believe what he says and even if it goes into a circular way, you know, they will believe it. I mean, one of, and I'm going to use this term, one of the beauties of what Tucker Carlson does is that he can convince his audience that he is speaking the truth and that he is the honest broker in any conversation. Now, as you said, that can be really laughable with with different things. We saw the text after the 2020 election. We, so we know what he has done with various other projects, such as when he got the video security video from the January 6th attack, um, Mm -hmm. that he's anything but. But he can convince his audience, his core supporters, that he is an honest Mm -hmm. broker.
0: Now, has any further light been shed uh, on why he was fired so abruptly? I mean, the speculation suggests embarrassing Rupert Murdoch is not something you do. The um, second one is that perhaps you know he was too big for his boots, thinking he was bigger than Fox News and they decided to put manners on him. Um, what is the smart money saying about his departure now?
2: they're saying all of that but what's coming out more late last night and this morning are these texts that were part of the dominion lawsuit that the lawyers for fox and the lawyers for dominion had that are very embarrassing in the way that he talks about uh senior female fox uh executives other females who work in the office using some very you know uh, very bad language and that if this came out in the context of this trial, it would be bad. Now, what sources are saying is that while Fox lawyers had these texts and knew the content about it, Fox management did not. And when they saw or saw these texts and what they were actually saying, they decided it was better to get rid of him now, that it was a headache, mm-hmm. and especially as they're going into another round of uh, of, uh, of suits, you know, to get rid of him now and be done and yeah. dusted
0: with but, him. But he will still be called to testify, one presumes. Just because he's been fired by Fox does not mean uh, that the uh, litigation... Uh, won't call him for the next round of uh, testimonies and the embarrassment will follow
2: well the embarrassment will follow but then think of it more for the financial implications which Rupert Murdoch is very good at building into his decisions so yes he lost a lot of money on Monday when the stock went down but if they're in court and they can say yeah we saw these in the minute we saw these texts we took action you know and, and got rid of them does yeah. will it will it save them in the case perhaps not but it will put their out in front of the story instead of reacting to it
0: yeah at the same time it looks likely they'll have to settle the other case as well to avoid all the testimony <laughs> being repeated in court. Yeah. Now, um, someone else is very active at the moment in the courts. Um, is Disney, and they're having a go. They're actually suing Ron DeSantis, which is probably the last kind of distraction he really needs in the run-up to a possible declaration of his candidacy for the presidency of the United States.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Now again. Legal analysts are saying, why did Disney wait so long to do this? This is something you would have thought they would have done last year when DeSantis first took uh, his measures against the company. But it looks like they have laid out a clear case that they are being targeted specifically by DeSantis. Now, this all came to a head uh, after uh, uh DeSantis says that he was going to dissolve the board that Disney put together, that maneuver that they made to retain it. And within hours, Disney sued them. One of the hallmarks of American uh, uh, jurisprudence is that legislatures and Congress can't pass laws specifically targeting a person or a corporation. Obviously these laws that DeSantis is passing uh, through his legislature specifically do that. That is the case and they're making the point that Disney expressed, as any corporation in America can do, an opinion about DeSantis' Don't Say Gay bill and have been retaliated against. And that's basically the the crux of the case.
0: Disney is also making the point that this kind of bullying by DeSantis, uh, corporate bullying, if you like, that they can afford to have a go and they're doing so on principle as well as obviously to uh, safeguard their bottom line and their whole business in Florida. But they point out that a smaller business might not be able to do it. So they're standing up for the little guy who might in turn be bullied by DeSantis.
2: Right, absolutely. And and the other thing, with with Disney is is that they are the the point that they're trying to make is like, hey, you know, we are the largest employer in the state of Florida. We contribute so much. And yet you're you're targeting us. This makes Florida anti-business, does it not? That seems to be their point, not only for Disney, which does have special privileges. No one is saying that they don't. But it just shows that if you cross the governor, if you cross Ron DeSantis, there would be consequences targeting other businesses, targeting other people.
0: All right. Well, um, we'll see whether his uh, bid for the presidency advances at all. By the way, what is, how is Biden reacting to the all all the concerns expressed about his age?
2: Well, they're pushing back very hard now. The White House has released a list of all the travel, uh, the travel schedule that Biden has had at this point, which actually is more than what Barack Obama was doing four years into his two and four years into his administration. Um, there are videos that they are releasing. You know, even his announcement video. There was a there was a short clip of him jogging, you know, in a suit. He wears the aviator glasses. He maintains a busy schedule. He, you know, there's videos of him biking, although not of him tripping down um, (laughs) airplane stairs. But again, they're pushing back that, listen, yes, he is old. He is 80 years old. That's the oldest president, but he is still cognitively viable. He is still in shape and he still can handle the rigors of the job. Republicans are actually split on whether to keep heading hitting him over the age because they tried that in 2020 it didn't work and then again if you look at donald trump donald trump is 76 right now if he is elected he will be 82 uh, by the time that he leaves office in uh, 2029 a double-edged sword
0: terry sheridan managing editor of wshu public radio thank you very much for joining us